Section twenty of Satan's Diary by Leonid Andreyev, translated by Hermann Bernstein. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Caroline. Section twenty. The evening was charming. At Magnus's request, Maria sang. You cannot imagine the reverence with which Toppi listened to her singing he dared not utter a word to maria but on leaving he shook my hand long and with particular warmth then similarly he shook the hand of magnus i also rose to retire do you intend to do some work yet magnus no don't you want to go to sleep wondergood come to my room we'll chat a bit incidentally there is a paper for you to sign do you want any wine oh with great pleasure magnus i love conversation at night we drank the wine magnus whistling something out of tune silently walked the carpet while i as usual reclined in a chair the palazzo was all silence like a sarcophagus and this reminded me of that stirring night when mad mars raved behind the wall suddenly magnus exclaimed loudly without hesitation the affair is progressing splendidly so in two weeks everything will be completed your swollen scattered wealth in which one can be lost as in a wood will be transformed into a clear concise and exact sack of gold to be more correct into a mountain do you know the exact estimate of your money wondergood oh don't magnus i don't want to know it moreover it's your money magnus looked at me quickly and said sharply no it's yours i shrugged my shoulders i did not want to argue it was so quiet and i so enjoyed watching this strong man silently pacing to and fro i still remembered his motionless stern back behind which i could clearly see his heart he continued after a pause do you know wondergood that the cardinal has been here the old monkey yes i know what did he want the same thing he wanted to see you but i did not feel like taking you away from your thoughts thanks did you drive him out magnus replied angrily i am sorry to say no don't put on airs wondergood i have already told you that we must be careful of him as long as we remain here but you are quite right he is an old shaven useless evil gluttonous cowardly monkey aha uh -huh. then why not show him the door impossible i believe you magnus and what does this king i hear about want who is to visit us some of these days ex-king probably the same thing 
you should receive him yourself of course but only in your presence otherwise i refuse you must understand my friend that from that memorable night on i have been merely your disciple you find it impossible to drive out the old monkey very well let him remain you say we must receive some ex-king very well receive him but i would rather be hanged on the first lamp-post than to do so without knowing your reason you are jesting again wondergood no i am quite serious magnus but i swear by eternal salvation that i know not what we are doing or intend to do i am not reproaching you i am not even questioning you as i have already told you i trust you and am ready to follow your directions that you may not again reproach me with levity and impracticability i may add a little business detail maria and her love are my hostages moreover i do not yet know to what you intend to devote your energy of whose boundlessness i am becoming more convinced each day what plans and ends your experience and mind have set before you but of one thing i have no doubt they will be huge plans great objects and i too shall always find something to do beside you at any rate this will be much better than my brainless old women and six secretaries why do you refuse to believe in my modesty as i believe in your genius imagine that i am come from some other planet from mars for instance and wish in the most serious manner possible to pass through the experience of a man it is all very simple magnus magnus frowned at me for a few moments and suddenly broke into laughter you certainly are a pilgrim from some other planet wondergood and what if i should devote your gold to doing evil why is that so very interesting huh you think that is not interesting yes and so do you you are too big a man to do little evil just as billions constitute too much money while honestly as far as great evil is concerned i know not yet what great evil is perhaps it is really great good in my recent contemplations there came to me a strange thought who is of greater use to man he who hates or he who loves him you see magnus how ignorant i still am of human affairs and how ready i am for almost anything without laughter and with what seemed to me extreme curiosity magnus measured me with his eyes as if he were deciding the question is this a fool i see before me or the foremost sage of america judging by his subsequent question he was nearer the second opinion 
so if i have correctly understood your words you are afraid of nothing mr wondergood i think not and murder many murders you remember the point you made in your story about the boy of the boundary and the human in order that there may be no mistake i have moved it forward several kilometres will that be enough something like respect arose in magnus's eyes the devil take him though he really considers me a clod continuing to pace the room he looked at me curiously several times as if he were trying to recall and verify my remark then with a quick movement he touched my shoulders you have an active mind wondergood it is a pity i did not come to know you before why just so i am interested to know how you will speak to the king he will probably suggest something very evil to you and great evil is great good is that not so he again broke into laughter and shook his head in a friendly fashion i don't think so the chances are he will propose something very silly hm and is that not great wisdom he laughed again but frowned suddenly and added seriously do not feel hurt wondergood i liked what you said very much and it is well you do not put any questions to me at this time i could not answer them just now but there is something i can say even now in general terms of course are you listening i am all attention magnus seated himself opposite to me and taking a sip of wine asked with strange seriousness how do you regard explosives with great respect yes that is cold praise but i dare say they don't deserve much more yet there was a time when i worshipped dynamite as i do frankness this scar on my brow is the result of my youthful enthusiasm since then i have made great strides in chemistry and other things and this has cooled my zeal the drawback of every explosive beginning with powder is that the explosion is confined to a limited space and strikes only the things near at hand it might do for war of course but it is quite inadequate where bigger things are concerned besides being a thing of material limitations dynamite or powder demands a constantly guiding hand in itself it is dumb blind and deaf like a mole to be sure in whitehead's mine we find an attempt to create consciousness giving the shell the power to correct so to speak certain mistakes and to maintain a certain aim but that is only a pitiful parody on eyesight and you want your dynamite to have consciousness will and eyes 
you are right that is what i want and my new dynamite does have these attributes will consciousness eyes and what is your aim but this sounds terrible magnus smiled faintly terrible i fear your terror will turn to laughter when i give you the name of my dynamite it is man have you never looked at man from this point of view wondergood i confess no does dynamite too belong to the domain of psychology this is all very ridiculous chemistry psychology cried magnus angrily that is all because knowledge has been subdivided into so many different subjects just as a hand with ten fingers is now a rarity you and your toppy all of us are explosive shells some loaded and ready others still to be loaded and the crux of the matter lies you understand in how to load the shell and what is still more important how to explode it you know of course that the method of exploding various preparations depends upon their respective compositions i am not going to repeat here the lecture on explosives given me by magnus with great zeal and enthusiasm it was the first time i had seen him in such a state of excitement despite the absorbing interest of the subject as my friends the journalists would say i heard only half the things he was saying and concentrated most of my attention on his skull the skull which contained such wide and dangerous knowledge whether it was due to the conviction carried in magnus's words or to pure weariness i know not which this round skull blazing with the flames of his eyes gradually assumed the character of a real explosive shell of a bomb with the fuse lit for action i trembled when magnus carelessly threw upon the table a heavy object resembling a cake of greyish-yellow soap and exclaimed involuntarily what's that it looks like soap or wax but it has the force of a devil one half of this would be enough to blow st peter's into bits it is a capricious devil you may kick it about or chop it into pieces you may burn it in your stove it will remain ever silent a dynamite shell may tear it apart yet it will not rouse its wrath i may throw it into the street beneath the hoofs of horses the dogs may bite at it and children may play with it and still it remains indifferent but i need only apply a current of high pressure to it and the force of the explosion will be monstrous limitless a strong but silly devil with equal carelessness bordering almost upon contempt magnus threw his devil back into the table drawer and looked at me sternly 
my eyebrows twitched slightly i see you know your subject to perfection but i rather like this capricious devil of yours but i would like to hear you discuss man magnus laughed and was it not of him i have just spoken is not the history of this piece of soap the history of your man who can be beaten burned hacked to bits hurled beneath the hoofs of horses thrown to the dogs torn into shreds without rousing his consuming wrath or even his anger but prick him with something and the explosion will be terrible as you will learn mr wondergood he laughed again and rubbed his white hands with pleasure he scarcely remembered at that moment that human blood was already upon them and is it really necessary for a man to remember that after a pause commensurate with the respect due to the subject i asked and do you know how to make a man explode certainly and would you consider it permissible to give me this information unfortunately it is not so easy or convenient because the current of high pressure would require too much elucidation dear wondergood can't you put it briefly oh briefly well it is necessary to promise man some miracle is that all that is all lies once more the old monkey yes lies again but not the old monkey it is not that i have in mind neither crusades nor immortality in heaven this is the period of other miracles and other wonders he promised resurrection to the dead i promise resurrection to the living his followers were the dead mine ours are the living but the dead did not arise how about the living who knows we must make an experiment i cannot yet confide in you the business end of the enterprise but i warn you the experiment must be conducted on a very large scale you are not afraid mr wondergood i shrugged my shoulders indicating nothing definite what could i answer this gentleman carrying upon his shoulders a bomb instead of a head again split me into two halves of which man alas was the lesser one as wondergood i confess without shame i felt cruel fear and even pain just as if the monstrous explosion had already touched my bones and were now breaking them ah but where is my endless happiness with maria where the boundless peace of mind where the devil is that white schooner no as great immortal curiosity as the genius of play and eternal movement as the rapacious gaze of unclosing eyes i felt i confess this too without shame 
great joy bordering upon ecstasy and with a shiver of delight i mumbled what a pity i did not know that before why a pity oh just so do not forget that i am come from another planet and am only now getting acquainted with man so what shall we do with this planet magnus he laughed again you are a strange fellow wondergood with this planet we'll give it a little holiday but enough jesting i do not like it he frowned angrily and looked at me sternly like an old professor the manner of this gentleman was not distinguished by flippancy when it seemed to him that i had grown sufficiently serious he shook his head in approval and asked do you know wondergood that the whole of europe is now in a very uneasy state war possibly war everybody is secretly expecting it but war precedes the belief in the kingdom of miracles you understand we have lived too long in simple faith in the multiplication table we are tired of the multiplication table we are filled with ennui and anxiety on this straight road whose mire is lost in infinity just now all of us are demanding some miracle and soon the day will come when we will demand the miracle immediately it is not i alone who wants an experiment on a large scale the whole world is preparing it ah wondergood in truth life would not be worth the candle if it were not for these highly interesting moments highly interesting he greedily rubbed his hands you are pleased as a chemist i am in ecstasy my shells are already loaded without being themselves conscious of the fact but they will know it well enough when i apply the torch can you imagine the sight when my dynamite will begin to explode its consciousness its will its eyes directed straight upon its goal and blood perhaps my reminder is out of place but i remember an occasion when you spoke of blood with much excitement magnus fixed his long gaze upon me something akin to suffering appeared in his eyes but this was not the prick of conscience or pity it was the emotion of a mature and wise man whose thoughts had been interrupted by the foolish question of a child blood he said what blood i recalled to him his words on that occasion and told him of my strange and extremely unpleasant dream about the bottles filled with blood instead of wine and so easily broken weary with his eyes closed he listened to my tale and sighed heavily blood he murmured blood that's nonsense i told you many trite things on that occasion wondergood and it is not worth the while to recall them 
however if this gives you fear it is not too late i replied resolutely i fear nothing as i have already said i shall follow you everywhere it is my blood that is protesting you understand not my consciousness or will apparently i shall be the first to be fooled by you i too seek a miracle is not your maria a miracle i have been repeating the multiplication table night and day and i have grown to hate it like the bars of a prison from the point of view of your chemistry i am quite loaded and i ask but one thing blow me up as quickly as possible magnus agreed sternly very well in about two weeks are you satisfied thank you i hope that signorina maria will then become my wife magnus laughed madonna oh i don't understand your smile and i must say my hope is altogether in conformity with the regard i bear for your daughter signor magnus don't excite yourself wondergood my smile was not about maria but about your faith in miracles you are a splendid fellow wondergood i am beginning to love you like a son in two weeks you will receive everything and then we shall conclude a new and strong pact your hand comrade for the first time he shook my hand in a strong comradely fashion i would have kissed him if there had been a simple human head instead of a bomb upon his shoulders but to touch a bomb not even in the face of my utmost respect for him that was the first night that i slept like one slain and the stone walls of the palace did not press upon me the walls were brushed by the explosive power of magnus's speech while the roof melted away beneath the starry coverlet of maria my soul departed into the realms of her calm love and refuge the mountain tivoli and its fires that was what i saw as i fell into slumber End of section 20